I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome back to Blighty Day Fiancé. Colon, married at first blight. I'm Robin. I'm Michelle. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are. I just wanted to say, ah, yeah. <laughs> yes, Thomas has a <laughs> colorful family, <laughs> uh, and I don't mean colorful in the way that uh, Whitney used it, which is disparaging. Um, let me ask you this, Robin, before okay. we get started. Have you ever been in the military? I've never been in the military. Um, you've written songs before, though, right? I have written songs. Um, how comfortable are you writing a song about being in the military? Mm, I think it would be a bit weird. Um, I've listened to songs. I've heard lots of songs about being at, like, Oliver's Army by Elvis Costello or You're in the Army Now by Status Quo, um, and I've seen war movies and things. I, I like to think that maybe I could sort of cobble those things together, but I I think I'd struggle to sing a song about being in the military to someone that had maybe been in the military. <laughs> um, I think they'd probably um, hurt me. Right. Um, I'm rightly so. We're talking, of course, about Richie and the the little ditty that he <laughs> penned for his new bride, Lara, uh, about love. Love is a hallmark card. Love is some word art. Now look. Love is some cliches I read in a cheap magazine. Now, look, I don't have a problem with stretching. I mean, Kate Bush almost certainly was not uh, a fetus during a post-apocalyptic um, emergency. Certainly. 
almost certainly. She probably ran up a few hills. Yet she wrote beautifully. The song Breathing is all about that. And right. It's, and it's a beautiful song. David Bowie was never stranded by himself in a spaceship. Nor did he go to Mars, right. I would hazard to say. Right. Um, I guess what I'm saying is... <laughs> When you write a song about something that you have no experience with, it comes off as slightly insincere <laughs> and a little bit odd. I think just bringing it out on that day is is the problem, isn't it? it it's it's kind of like he's an. It's like someone has travelled. Come with me, listeners, as we travel up uh, <laughs> the mists. Um, we're way above the height of the birds now, climbing up this snowy mountain peak. And, and as, as, as we go up, there he is, the guru, the oracle, uh, the expert on all things. We've traveled through this hostile environment to, to ask him, ask him the burning questions that no normal man would ever really have access to. Oracle guru, what is love? And that's kind of what Richie thinks he is. He's the oracle at the top of the mountain, this grand expert. And no. Yeah. No. And again, um, (laughs) was George Michael present when Jesus smiled at children? No, but he could... He can, he can imagine reasonably it. imagine it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have absolutely no problem going outside of, you know, your immediate experience. I just think, I think uh, a song, a wedding song that you've written for um, the person you're marrying who you've never met about an emotion or an experience you've never had. Again, it's a little bit punchy. Anyway. We will move on. Have we overlabored this? We, yeah, we've belabored it, but it's fine because you can cut that out. I think I, I don't think that they're a bad couple to start with because there's there's so little of them, really. We know that. Well, there's a very little of him, <laughs> except his head. You mean he's short? Yeah, but he's got a really big head. He does have a big head. Does he have a big head, or is that a lot of hair? I he might be like an owl. In that regard. <laughs> because owls. Have you ever seen an owl without feathers? I have. Fucking terrifying. Yeah, please don't Google that if you ever want to sleep again. Um, they look like, what were the animals in the, the, uh, in the dark crystal? What are they called? You know, the little monsters. Xerxes? No. What are they called? Skeksis. Skeksis. Yeah. Yeah, owls look like Skeksis. Without their feathers. Uh, Richie doesn't. Let's just be clear about that. Doesn't, um, does a bit. He doesn't at all. He kind of looks, it's like you said, he looks like an old-timey cartoon ghost. Yeah. Where his eyes haven't quite been filled in. Um, or like a little bit like the... The Little Orphan Annie cartoons. You know, fellow children of the Depression, who I'm speaking to directly. All right, no one is going to get that, but that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a whole lot to say about this couple. I really like Laura. She's a Canadian lass. She's a former dancer. I slightly adore her. She reminds me a lot of you. Aww. Well, as I was saying as we were watching it, you, you, all three of you, including the person I'll compare you to, you've got that Maggie Gyllenhaal, big cheekbones, big eyes, zest for life, big, 
grace but also clumsy idiot combination, which uh, is a direct line to my heart. Well, that's a compliment, I think. Yeah, it is. Um, And she's got that. She's wonderful. Yeah, very... uh very poised and graceful, but also she's got that combination of strength and warmth yeah, that she, is so elusive. She's silly. Yeah. Right? And it, it's hard not to fall for her. So she she has been, this is her third trip down the aisle, as it were. Um, she's got two sons, one of whom is present at the wedding and is a little teenage dirtbag baby. <laughs> um, well, he's 19, so, but... Yeah, that's still teenager. Uh, surprisingly, the producers didn't manage to turn him into some, you know, dickhead who crashes the whole wedding. They right? tried. They tried. They tried. I, I reckon a lot of those cutaways where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that that's just him at different times in the day, and they cut him in. I'm pretty sure of it actually. Yeah. Now there are look. Although. The dog lead thing. It's like, have you ever like just riffed a joke that says the exact opposite of what you want to say? And then you've got to yeah. walk it back and it's like, oh fuck, first chance to make a oh, one chance to make a first impression, right? Yep, there it's you like, go. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't even know where he was going with that. He was about he was talking about having her on a lead and then tightening the lead and then making it longer he thought he was having laddish conversation about gotta keep your woman in line that is and whereas the son actually said you know take her out every once in a while yeah completely misunderstood it yeah and the son i don't i don't think they are close enough to to know that that's that that's a very poorly constructed joke yeah um, because it's a it's, bit Richard from 1980 Fiance UK. I would expect him. Well, Richard would probably use it the right way because it, that's usually in heteronormative relationships uh, ascribed to men, right? Like, oh, you've got to keep that guy on a short, on a tight lead because he might, you know, he's a real dog. Yeah, or, or the other way around, which is like, you know, being whipped. I'm not going to sure. put the uh, noun before it, but that idea, oh, she keeps you on a tight leash, you know. Right, yeah. yeah. You want to be a hound dog, don't you? Yeah. Either way, it's a very weird discussion to have with your wife's, new wife's son, adult it, son. It was. What do you reckon the son's band actually sounds like? They're in a Sex Pistols type situation, by which he presumably means, like, one of them's dead, um, one of them is friends with Piers Morgan and has got weird views. Um which and, is odd for someone of his age to be in a band with people like that. Um, here's what I noticed immediately. And listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he said the word vibe once. No. And I found that deeply refreshing. Right. That's true, actually. Because I'm not saying that I don't say it, but I like to think that I don't say it as often as... Uh, <laughs> people of his generation do or even people of my generation do when they're trying to describe something now let me explain to anyone who doesn't have a deep uh knowledge of the provincial uh music venues of this country which <laughs> boy oh boy i do uh, that was five years of my life uh traveling around to those places um when he says nottingham rock city that's not 
like a title which has been conferred upon the city of Nottingham. Um, it hasn't been declared Rock City. That is the name of a small to medium-sized venue with extraordinarily sticky floors. Well, as we know, the real Rock City is in... Detroit. Iowa. Oh. <laughs> Don't you remember when Kobe and Emily went to that... <laughs> Went to Rock City. Did they? I'm sorry if it's Iowa instead of Idaho, by the way. Uh, same, same difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. No, uh, Rock City is, is the sort of venue that bands play when they're on their way up and then when they're on the way down. It'll be very interesting to see um, how their relationship evolves and changes because I think having two marriages under her belt, um, I would like to think that she kind of knows who she is now and what she needs and wants out of a relationship. And to me, he's almost coming into this, like, he has never been in a serious relationship. Now, they've done this on maths before. Um, in ma- The last, but one, I think. I'm telling... Listeners, again, forgive me, I'm terrible with names, I'm terrible with seasons, but, you know, the love is there. Um, The lass who had never had a boyfriend, she was a virgin, he gave her an awkward massage in the bath. You all know who I'm talking about. Looked like Bonnie Langford, uh, um, wore her sister's clothes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's not Beth. Why do I want to It begins with a B, pretty sure. Don't worry, everyone's screaming at this Belinda. Belinda, well done. That's Australia, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia. Maths Australia. Um, Now, that was Season eight, so not the most recent season. I said it might be the one before. Yeah, yeah, correct. Um, That was okay, having someone with uh, no love experience, right? An empty love CV. That was sort of all right, because they were both quite, quite young, and that was okay. But this is horrific. It's just a lot, like, I sort of get, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of of all the kind of jobbing musicians I know, and I don't think a single one of them hasn't been in a serious relationship. No. They're all divorced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're not divorced, they're in very unhappy marriages, but, uh, you or, know. Or very convenient marriages. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, that, I know, we both know one, don't we? A guitar player in one band who's in a very happy relationship um, and has been for a long time with a girl from back home. Um, but then I think of another person in that particular band and that marriage did not go very well. But yeah, they, um, yeah, it's, it's look, anyone by the age of 40. Either you're not going to do it, and that's fine. Some people just, that's not for them. I want to stress it, men, I would say, because I, I think heterosexual men are are far less malleable and open to change than women are, Yeah, broadly speaking. You know, um, the band he was in, Dare, um, who looked like they'd all failed the audition to get in Bon Jovi. They're uh, kind of brilliant. That checks out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you need to look at some photos. Um, Dare, interesting fact about Dare. So late 80s, I think probably early 90s, um, northern rock band. Um, their keyboard player was uh, Professor Brian Cox. Wild. Him from space. 
Yes. So the, those of you outside of the UK who might not be familiar with the Professor Brian Cox, it's not the one you're not thinking from of. Not from Succession. <laughs> this is a young gentleman who has captured uh, the nation's hearts and minds with his documentaries and talks and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, I hate science, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you hate astronauts. I don't... I do every... <laughs> which, which rubs off to you sort of really hating space. You don't look up at night. No, that's not true, because I... Uh, okay, I'm. this is not going to be the podcast where I defend astrology, but what I will say, okay, is that astrology, if you're open-minded to it, is very similar to psychology. It's or Freudian psychology or Jungian theories of psychology. It's just a language with which to talk about personality types, okay? And talk about traits and different journeys that we make in life. That's true. So actually stars don't bother you at all. It's quite allegorical. Okay. Okay. You just don't like the arrogant bastards who go up there. <sighs> I've never I don't know how to explain it. I've never liked them. I've always found them tremendously smug. They are a bit smart. Um, and I don't know what would drive someone to do that. Because if you look at the modern astronauts, what do they all have in common? They're megalomaniacal billionaires with no oh, right. friends. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Fuck astronauts. Right? Yeah! You heard it here first. <laughs> all right. So, um... That could have gone better as a wedding. It definitely could have gone worse. I think he's a man-child. I think she's going to get bored of him very quickly. Like, if you're going to be with a man who's not ready for you, at least it should be, like, the second husband who would appear to have been loaded. Uh, you know what I would have loved for her? I would have loved uh, a slightly older gentleman who just wants to make her happy. I want a gardener for her, not a rose. And I feel like she's being given a rose who will need lots of attention. She needs to be with George. I think George is too young for her. Okay. And I think George isn't... Mm, okay, I'm going to make this call pretty early on. So George... And again, no qualifications here apart from having been in therapy since I was 12 years old, and I'm many years older than that now. Uh, George's has an insecure attachment style. That's not a judgment. That just is. Um, April is avoidant. I think Laura is also avoidant. So I don't think that would be a good match. Should we do April and George while we're flitting around? Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, uh, let's do honeymoons in a bit. We've got another wedding. Let's do the other wedding. Okay, so the other wedding is Jess and PJ. Um, Jess is the dental hygienist, the brunette, and PJ is the professional dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank God no fuss was made about that. <laughs> Okay. It's literally mass repeating a trick. Again, referring to the Australian one, there was exactly the same thing in uh, where a, a guy was waving my fingers in the air, a stripper, and this was used against him for great shame. And they were probably like, oh, that worked really well. We'll do that again. It's, it's, ugh, it's so horrible. I don't like it because he's, 
he's not like a. Now I don't know any any of the male strip clubs. I'm really sorry. I kind of can't believe I don't. But I think about somewhere, and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but somewhere like Spearmint Rhino, where it's just sort of like a franchise. Great. Now I'm going to get barred from the Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. There's a di- there's a difference between someone who is who is a dancer at Spearmint Rhino and someone who's part of a touring company. Yeah, it's theatre. Yeah. But also, I'm not going to come down on on any of it. I'm not going to come down if you strip in a pub um, for, you know, minimum wage and pound in the pot. I'm not going to come down on you if you're in a, you know, a gentleman's review club. I'm not going to, or, or the other way around, the other gender. I'm not going to come down on you if you're in a theatre thing like he is. And I'm not going to come down on you if you do massive, great stadium shows, which I don't know anymore, but there was a time in the 90s when, like, the Chippendales were playing, like, huge stadia, right? Yeah. So... It's like any other profession. There's all kinds of scales, but I'm not going to judge you wherever you are on that. It's it's your body and your choice. And he looks damn good. He I, really does. I like the way his shirt all through the wedding was was having a little peep. It was like, look at what you could have. Look at what you could have. <laughs> Just showing a little skin. Look, the bottom line is he doesn't... <laughs> I felt that this was... Uh, not even a microaggression. I felt like this was a macroaggression on her mother's part where she asks him questions as though she's in, she's never met him, but she's entitled to know why he's chosen this field, how long he plans to do it, what his five-year plan is, all of that. And she, it, she is speaking to him like he's, way way beneath her and way way beneath her daughter yeah he's he's interviewing for the role of her husband it's not even her husband her son-in-law and i think it's disgusting and i think this idea of like particularly the fact that her daughter is already upset and instead of calming her down and instead of like trying to bring her to a place where she can maybe go through with this, she's going, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to be married to a stripper. Oh, and he lives with his parents. But, and it, do you know what I mean? That's why it felt quite, um, and I don't know, listeners tell me if I'm being overly sensitive, but it did feel racially motivated in a way if not socioeconomically motivated that sort of idea of this person is beneath me now class is going to come into this a lot it's very very hard to tell um people with uh their accent what class they are um where are they from do we know She's, I think Jess is from London, but I don't know if that means she's from London originally or... So they sound quite Essex-y. Yeah, they do, yeah. I want to say. And the thing about Essex is, like, all classes blend into one there. Or you get different kind of subclasses which sprung from working class but have deviated so strongly from their roots, right, that you get that whole... Um, only way is Essex kind of strata, which is like infinitely more snobby than the middle classes ever were, right? Oh, totally. And, yeah. And, and so, but but then I don't see them as being massively affluent 
people. So are they just social climbers? Is a mum trying to social climb through her daughter? There's very much this idea that the man has to take care of you, which is just really odd. And I'm like, look, no shade on anyone who's a dental hygienist. Like, it's brilliant if you can bear to do that, because that is one job I absolutely couldn't stand to do. And, you know, I'm sure it doesn't pay spectacularly and you know it's a valuable job so no shade on it but it's hardly you know executive level at goldman sachs is it 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 doesn't matter what matters is that her mother who has been to the show that he was in by the way or a similar one yeah well she yeah she admitted to it um thinks that he's not good enough based on that and also there are lots of reasons why people live in the, live with their parents. Some people could be taking care of an elderly parent or grandparent. Some people might need the childcare. Exactly. For example. Particularly if you work evenings. Exactly. For when ex- childcare is rarely available. Absolutely. And he has a son and I'm just, I'm over people judging other people's occupations You know, I really am. Yeah, it's gross. Especially when they have, um, like, a life-size tattoo of Daniel Radcliffe (laughs) on their thigh. Let's get to the happier things. Um, (laughs) Right. I am not a a Harry Potter fan. Nor am I. I said it. And I don't... I don't vehemently dislike it or anything. It's no. just not for me, and I don't I don't understand why it needs to be. It's bad writing, and I'm going to tell you why it's bad writing. There's a formula in Harry Potter, which is um, we're confident, we're confident, we're confident, we've got our shit about us. Oh, no, an obstacle's come up. Oh, no, tremendous peril. How on earth will we survive? Magic! And there's a spell which solves everything. It's like people talk about Deus Ex Machina, right? There's kind of, you know, the gods from above coming and sorting out a problem in a drama. But in Harry Potter, it's just like there's a spell for that. It's it's like the worst sort of Apple invention ever. And it's just boring. That's really boring. There's no stakes if you can just magic up a literally magic up a spell to solve any problem. So they're quite well shot. And they're quite well acted, and the music's quite good. And so I sort of get that. And they're pacily directed, and they're sort of, you know, heartwarming and reassuring. But they're not good. They're not really good. I'm not saying I hate Harry Potter, but anyone who's like a Harry Potter obsessive, I don't know. I just don't think you've seen enough stuff which actually is good. And I don't mean to be condescending. Shall we move on to, speaking of storybook magic, shall we move on to Chinita and Jordan? Ah, yeah, isn't it lovely? I I repeat, I come to this show actually to literally see love happen in front of me. And I don't think there's another show on TV which does that. No, there isn't. Not not in the way that this does. And it's such a joy to see two people fall in love. And and they often say, oh, it's like I'm a teenager, I'm a giggly teenager. But this is like teenagers on TV, not real life teenagers, you know, <laughs> or teenagers in movies. Um, they have so much in common. They they understand each other in a way that I think um, a lot of the couples can't because of their respective upbringings and and neither of them have been hardened by what they've been through 
neither of them have this sense like some other people mm. um, that because they were cheated out of an experience that other people have had that, that the world owes them something. Yeah. I think um, again, not meaning to be shallow, but I think sh- she is, as they often say on Dateline <laughs> or similar, <laughs> her smile does light up a room. She is so beautiful and so warm and you, it's infectious. How yeah. can you not? How can you not fall in love with her? I completely agree. So things are moving right along for them. And I and mean, if she's listening, I want to make it clear that I haven't fallen in love with you. But I'm very delighted for the young man who has. Yes, and I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope that they can weather whatever storms come their way. But I, I think they've got this. I think they... It'll be interesting to see how they navigate their first fight, because I think that's that normally determines how successful couples are going to be. They have to learn how to disagree with each other. Yeah, and I think they're going to have to learn how to navigate their first erection as well. Uh, that's good. <laughs> That's going to be a pivotal moment. I have to say, I don't know what he was chanting in his head, um, like, dead puppies, dead puppies, or whatever. Different people have got different things, but boy, it was working. I think he said what it was, but I couldn't... It was, it was something like bacon bits and... <laughs> he did say, Soggy didn't he? chips or something. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Um, let's move on to April and George. Yes. Now, um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the muckracking that you've been doing outside of the world of the show. I rake muck. I don't rack it. All right. Sorry. (laughs) The muck raking that you've been doing outside the show. What have I done? You know, you've been looking at spoilers. You've been reading little articles. Maths is a nightmare, right? Like other shows you can avoid things, but um, Google, don't prank at me, knows that I watch maths. And and for some reason, people think it's okay to put the, the, like the, the, uh, the meat of the story in the headlines for the show. They don't do it with other shows. They go, you know, th- tonight's big drama, what happened there? Or they'll keep it kind of, you know, a bit of peg, but, or semi-so. But in the case of maths, they just come full out with it, like in the headlines. So it's almost impossible not to get spoiled on the show. And I have to admit, we've all been a little poorly this week. So we haven't been watching it. We have, yeah. Yeah. We didn't. What he means is we haven't been watching it live as we had hoped to do. We have watched all of it. Now, um, Ape and George are in Jamaica. Does she call herself Ape or have you just decided? No, I'm calling her that. And it doesn't mean that I think she's a monkey. I just like that as a short for April. Yeah. Okay? That's good. Um, The outstanding uh, feature of their honeymoon is that is... That sort of really cringe. Now, look, I'm not, I promise, I'm not trying to be uh, Sydney Sweeney in White Lotus. Wonderful though she was. I'm not, 
um, trying to trap people as they culturally appropriate. This is the this is the entertainment that they put on, and I dare say it's probably some of the only stuff that they will let them film, and they can't just sit around talking to each other because that would be boring. Right. So, um, But it's always hard to watch it. Um, when I were a kid, and I think it still happens a bit, you used to get royal tours of uh, far-flung parts of the Commonwealth. And, like, Prince Charles would have to do, like, a limbo dance or something. And it was cringe then. And it's still a bit cringe now. Yeah, I think the most... I I don't want to digress too much, but I think the most recent one was a complete disaster, which is why we didn't... We barely heard anything about it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, as I said before, classic avoidant person and insecure person match together. That's not a judgment on either of them. That's their attachment styles, their personalities, from what I can see here. But knowing, right, when you know that sometimes you need a break from people and blah, 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 I'm not sure that going on a TV show where you are essentially handcuffed to someone for 10 weeks is the right call. Yeah, I get... (laughs) That she probably does want some space from him. I think particularly if she's used to living alone. Again, we have the bathroom issue, right? There's no hope of having a romantic honeymoon if if you've got to run to the hotel lobby and poop or the cafe or something. And I'm no expert on Jamaica. Right. I can't tell you where to poo there. I... I think that it should be required in couples resorts that there's a few different bathrooms on the premises that are, you know, give you some modicum of privacy that you can sort of nip into and and have a shit so that you don't have to do it in your own. <laughs> do you think there should be one on every floor, like ice machines? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so this isn't her first, again... Because these stories come and come and find me. This ain't her first dating show rodeo. And I think it's actually quite important in her case. She was on The Bachelor, um, where she failed to win the hand of uh, Charlotte Church's rugby-playing ex-boyfriend. Um, and she was on... I can't remember the name now. She was on some other show. By the way, Richie had been on uh, Take Me Out. Um, Everyone's been on Take Me Out, though. I think so. I think it's like jury duty. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> I, I'm waiting for my invitation to come in the post. Um, but I'm always a little bit cynical of people that go on shows like this when they've gone on other shows. But three feels a lot. And they've all been sort of dating shows. And maybe it's because she's just really bad at dating and she wants some help. And I don't know. But the whole thing makes me feel a bit like I, she doesn't seem committed to the to the experiment. And let's not forget that she is also a beauty queen. Yeah. So you can't say that she doesn't enjoy the spotlight. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is a tough dynamic. She was feeling suffocated from the outset. He takes, George takes any sign of affection as, uh, yeah, let's do this. I'm into it. Let's go all the way. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean all the way. I mean, as in like, we're going to make it through this experiment let's together. Let's go all the way. Like that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not how I meant it. He is. He also has a terrible time dealing with shame, which again, I think is part of his, 
uh, insecure attachment style. If he feels rejection, he wants to run away. He if, gets quite hostile with it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. If she senses conflict, she wants to run away. And boy, is she a self-sabotager. Um, making out with another lady in the hot tub. Every time she explained it, it made <laughs> less and less sense to me. Yeah. And look, I think... I I also am really sick of this excuse. This this like, well, any other guy would love it if I was making out with another girl. Like, not everyone feels that way. That's not a un- uniform thing, especially when you don't have a physical relationship Yet with yourselves. the gentleman in question. Yeah, maybe kiss him before you kiss someone else. But yeah. what I will say is, yes, it's not good to assume that every man is is into that. Sure. But if you have made that assumption, maybe have him be there. Yeah, don't do it when he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> no, don't do it on the day when you say, um, I need a bit of space and I want to be by myself and just collect. And then immediately find a bunch of other people to get in the hot tub with and snog. That, was that so... is not space. <sighs> And she was like, it was just, it was just games and dares and that. And it's like, how old are you? Like, this isn't, I don't know, a place where teenagers go. This is like a couple's resort. What is wrong with you? But by the way, this is why you should never get in a public hot tub. Ugh. I don't, anyway, the wildest thing about all of this is she is clearly very well versed in this game because by the end of the conversation (laughs) he's apologizing to her Uh, not to look (laughs) this is not our character to to reference um but you know some good friends of ours have an acquaintance called um olga poodleskaya who (laughs) right right who may have may absolutely have taught ape the dark arts of extracting an apology after you've done something wrong that is ninja level skills yeah that is that's quite impressive um and I'm not talking about him apologizing for kind of like having a strop and walking off because it wasn't that. He apologized for having a completely understandable response <laughs> to her kissing someone else. The end, all right. So we want to, you know, hey, there's a lot of couples on this. And, and frankly, we've got to all save our energy for that first dinner party because boy, oh boy, oh boy, the bread knives are going to fly. Um, but... The last thing I want to say for this is um, I do feel that there was a bit of an editing stitch up for George on this one. Um, I'm not going to bet the house on it. Um, I'm not going to bet the dogs. Um, But I'm pretty sure that when he's saying, I've been cheated on and he bursts into tears and all of that stuff, that is taken out of context. Um, What he actually did was talking about like something in his past. Yeah, Yeah. I said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they've spun it in. They've just spun it in yeah. to make it look like he's massively overreacting to something she then gets to say was, it was just a dare. Uh, yep. Right? I totally agree. I think he was I think he was worked up at that point because he had been cheated on in the past. I don't think he saw her uh snogging someone and then went to the camera crew and went i've just been cheated right. on yeah. yeah i don't think i don't think that's the case yeah it's editing trickstery yes and for those of you who are not familiar with 
how these shows are sort of constructed. Fast forward if you're not interested in this or you don't want a, a peek behind the curtain, as it were. But often, um, a good reason not to do reality TV is, or TV in general is that it's completely out of your control once you get in front of the camera. This is why we are sympathetic toward people like Richard because we know how it works. When somebody is cast, the producers have a rough idea in their head about what kind of role this person is going to play, what their arc is going to be. It doesn't mean that there are no surprises or that everything's planned and scripted, but they have a, a... a general idea of what that's going to look like. Yeah, think of it like the cast are ingredients and the producers are chefs, right? So they look at these people and they're like, if I chop this one like this and blend it in this scenario, this will be the flavor that I can get, right? The, the, the cast are just the raw ingredients, right? So you're not getting a potato. You're getting a potato that has been cooked in a very particular way. Exactly. And and that is, and then editing is an entirely different process, right? I mean, um, you can almost certainly rely on the fact that uh, somebody on this season is going to complain that they got a bad edit or that the edit wasn't right. This is why my ears pricked up a bit with Whitney and Duca. Now, Am I a great fan of Whitney's? No, I am not. I'm also not here to to pile on her, like like I said last time. And we have been reassured by Paul, <laughs> king of the obvious. But here's the thing. He, he tells the truth because he is only capable of saying what is blatantly <laughs> obvious, right? Yes. And he has said that she has layers and will reveal much more through the season. So I really do feel, look, you can't just edit her to look as awful as she's been, right? That that shit is there without a question. She's an arsehole. She may also be other things. Of course, and, and we don't know. Uh, but what I want to pick up on is they're in their honeymoon in South Africa. Um, she's doing her typical thing of rolling her eyes constantly. She accidentally <laughs> lost her wedding ring, yeah. sees no reason. To, she's trying to wind him up, right? I think so. And all of this is because she claims that he's fake, that he's two-faced. Now, I do rather suspect, deep down in my heart, that he might be quite aware of how this might play out. I'm just saying that when you have someone like her opposite you, I think it's the only way to play your hands is just to rise above it. I agree completely, but I think what she was expecting was I'm going to I'm going to throw everything I've got at him and he's going to rage right back at me. And and then, you know, I'm going to look like the good guy because he won't be, or I will have proved to the experts and to everyone else that no one can get along with me. Not even that I can even set off a really nice guy. Or that, um, that he's just really horrible and she gets to play a victim role. And that's always good for your clout. Exactly. Um, 
I, having said that, so I'm not denying that there's a possibility that he behaves differently off camera. I think everyone does. Yeah. I think everyone who has watched Except the show. Except Right. <laughs> anyone who, ha- or Lindsay from Summer House. Yeah. Um, anybody who has watched the show or any show like it n- knows that it's better to come across in a certain way than to come across in another certain way. And everybody's got their own idea of how they want this to work. Right. Um, however, uh, her dismissiveness, the, the way that she says things like Vicky victim, perky Pete. And by the way, thank God Marks and Spencers didn't stick with those for their gummy treats. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been a disaster, wouldn't it? Ooh, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, no, saying those things is, is, is really, she's like, not only is she a bully, but she uses the language of the bully and it's, it's, it's a thing to see. Yeah. Um, the jury's out, really, because, again, I, I'm i upset that we're getting uh, a tokenistic portrayal of um, someone who, if she does have layers, there's certainly no indication of them. It's just coming off as as one thing. Yeah. And, and al- I find that really disappointing. Sure. I, although it is good to... Not have- in her. I'm not disappointed in her. I'm disappointed in the show. Right. And al- al- although it's good television, I think that the show is probably doing a bit of a greatest hits here. And maybe because it's time that Mass UK comes of age because the Australian one's really taken over. But again, sorry about names, but remind me, because we had the bullying thing in the last season of Maths Nikita. Australia. Nikita. I knew, yeah. Yeah, the oh, boo-hoo-hoo, you're going to have a little boo-hoo princess. You remember all of that? Oh no, that was Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. No, that was the um, the Turkish girl whose yeah. name I can't remember. Right. I, yeah. th- I think they're trying to repeat that because that was good telly, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to me, but... But again, they found a, a, a they found a woman who, whether she is like this or whether she's being encouraged to be like this, is bullying a man. Because that, right. ma- that makes great telly. And the battle had started next morning Underneath the Olivian sun I remember the poor scouts at Tommy um, I always laugh when I look at Thomas's Instagram because I think his <laughs> last name is Hartley. And so I always read it as Thomas Shartley. <laughs> okay, <laughs> or good. Tom A. Shartley. <laughs> um, are we bullying a man there? I don't want to do we that. We are. All right. Uh, I'm sorry about what I said about him last week. I will say this. I I will not make fun of anyone who has not themselves admitted to having work done. Okay. That's we're, we're not in the business of that. Um, I still think it's ill-advised. Um, and 
I don't think it's showing up in the way that he wants it to. But that's my opinion, and he's made it abundantly clear that no one else's opinion matters to him. So I think right. that I'm probably fine. Well, recalibrating my opinions, I said that I found him pretty loathsome, but I fully expected that there would be more to him. And part of it was that he works in mental health, and I just don't see how you can work in mental health and be... And have zero empathy. Right, so <laughs> yeah. I, but... I'll I'll buy this story again. The chef is doing making delicious dishes here. Some of them are classics. Some of them are repeats. This is, you know, I said before how there's nothing better than watching people fall in love. This is like a moral rags to riches story. I agree with you, and I also think. I mean, you know, I love sin and redemption, yeah. as well. And I and, and you got the wise kind of almost father figure, kind of guru guiding this childlike man into like adulthood right and and still waters run deep yeah. with adrian i was very impressed i agree he looks like age from steps he does yeah um I, the, the curtains are unforgivable i agree that that he needs a little update in that regard might might want to investigate and discover some options with with the mole um might, might want to trim the beard down. Like, <laughs> go for a beard or go for stubble. Don't go for, I used to own a beard trimmer, but it, the battery broke and I bought a replacement. This couple... Um, this couple really moved me more than anyone else. Yeah. And I was so caught off guard by it. Uh, Adrian said the truest thing that that has been said on the show thus far um when thomas is kind of picking at him and spoiling for a fight and saying i'm getting nothing from you emotionally i'm getting nothing from you emotionally and adrian says he's getting emotion he's just not getting the kind of emotion he wants yeah well he's not getting adoration <laughs> and servitude. No, I disagree. I think it's that he's spoiling for a fight and he's not getting some kind of explosive right. reaction because I think that he I think that Thomas is so defensive and he's so used and that's where all this, you know, if you don't like me jog on shit comes haters from. Haters are just jealous. You know, haters are just jealous. I'm I am going to be me. Um, someone on Twitter uh, quite rightly observed that normally the people who are like, well, it's me or nothing, often nothing is the option that that person will take. That's why these people are single, yeah, right? Yeah, they usually end up like, the bugbear I always have with is, um, I'm just being myself. Yeah. Jack the Ripper was just being himself. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Jack the Ripper was completely authentic to himself. The things he did were heartfelt. And has enough time gone by? Can we make? <laughs> I think it's all right. Um, I can think of other examples, but think of the person in history who you think is the most revolting. Picture them in your head, people. Um, they were being authentically true to themselves. I don't think it that's doesn't justify. True. No, I doesn't. I I don't think that gels. Do you know why? <laughs> okay, because. I think that you can be a very a highly suggestible person yeah. and do terrible things because a cult leader tells you to, for example. Yeah. I mean, look at Jim Jones, look at um, the Manson family, look at any... Now, 
you could look at any of those and go, well, at the time they were living their best life, right? Yeah. And that would they were being true to they are to who they are. I ex- the reason I don't accept Jack the Ripper there is because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was uh, unhealthy. I don't think that you can kind of eviscerate uh, no, it, a living I, person it, without it, having, you know, a screw loose. But if you wanted to choose another character from history, if you were talking about Burke and Hare, I would say, yeah, they they were authentically, authentically themselves. robbing bodies. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, what you said there is really interesting and is probably worth exploring. When people think they're being authentically themselves, they are rejecting what is patently true like uh with human beings that you know we're born a certain way and our culture makes us a certain way Mm -hmm. and perhaps there's a third side as well which is like we make ourselves outside of either nature or nurture which i don't think is really considered but but certainly let's take the nurture side of it nurture makes a huge difference sure so when he says this is me and i won't apologize for anything it's like well yes but if you live 200 years ago you would be different right that's the thing this is you because a certain culture has shaped the way you you are 20 years ago you would be different it's it's not the same particularly for a queer person right so but in a relationship i think like the journey is is to actually discover like the essence of you and how it blends with another person outside of the way that culture has shaped you or your family has shaped you you bring these things to it but really what the journey of love wow the journey of love is actually divesting yourself of all of those things and just becoming like the essential you i think so i don't think that when he says that what he does is him and it won't be questioned and it's a great offense it's like yeah but it isn't actually you it isn't these are just the behaviors you've picked up my father who is a writer among many other things um once said love is surrender and uh i think that's true well we saw a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> we saw a little bit here of of him finally surrendering we did and 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 i remember adrian saying something to the effect of look the the only thing you will ever get from me is support incredible right better man than me i mean i said it while we were watching i was like wow i burst into tears you know like that is really this is what we watch for y'all this is why we don't like love is blind yeah i know it's your favorite show (laughs) but uh, (laughs) come on there's no growth Uh, or development on that no not really and i and i hated the last season i'm not going to watch the next one but i'm this is the magic of married at first sight it's just the beginning okay it's watching people help other people to be better people yes right so continue on this journey for us. Get a VPN. Do what you need to do. Yeah, that's right. If if any of you have come to us because of our 90 Day UK coverage and you just like the sound of our voice and the sounds of the birds, frankly, a lot of people come for the bird noises. Yep. Let's nice stay quiet for a second and see if we can hear a cheap. There is one. I don't know if the mic will pick it up. They might be in a blackbird. They're yeah. a bit like... <laughs> <laughs> they are. He was an angry fucker. Um... 
if you haven't seen uh, Married at First Sight UK, um, I do truly think this is going to be a great season of, of, of television and find a way to watch it. I do too. And I hope you will join us. And for those of you in the UK, our tiny but mighty audience, we thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, come at us on our socials. It's at Blighty Day, B-L-I-G-H-T-Y-D-A-Y on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at blightydayfiance at gmail.com. I read Every single message, including the uh, Forex spam and the uh, <laughs> sugar baby offers. So um, don't think that you're just writing to someone who's going to go, I really do read all of them. And um, leave us a review. Rate us uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. We are running a contest up until the finale of 90 Day Fiance UK because that is our flagship show and the first one that we ever did. Um, the one who writes the review that makes us laugh the most will get a tote bag. There they will- arrived. The tote bags are here. Yes, the tote bags are here. There will be multiple winners, and I will ship that to you anywhere in the world. So um, it's made with love because we love you, and we wouldn't be here without you. Well, we might be here. <laughs> I mean, this is our home. No, but we wouldn't <coughs> be. We wouldn't be doing this podcast, which we love so much, and spending this time together. Um, neglecting our child and our pets. And... Yeah, Alfie's, Alfie's <laughs> with his mum today. Uh, we will hopefully get him on for a very special episode we'll be recording this week. So do keep a little eye on your subscription feed. Oh, you have subscribed, right? You did? Yeah? Yes. You did subscribe? Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, because there'll be a, a little bonus. And, and sorry we're a little late with this. We've been ever so, so unwell. Yeah, we just had a bit of a summer cold, didn't it? Right, that's enough nonsense. Uh, Thank you for making it this far. We will catch up with you very soon. In the immortal words of Alfie, see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.